Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Phil, you're going to come and speak, I believe. He likes to sound sideways, apparently. Lord, it's great when we gather together that you speak, and uh, it's not uh, like we just come and there's just a vacuum, but actually you you promise to be with us, and we thank you that you're with us today and that you're speaking. And we want to hear everything uh, that you've got for us this morning. Thank you for the words that have already been given. Um, I want to pray, Lord, that actually as Phil speaks, that um, you would speak clearly into our lives, that we would go away uh, changed as a result. Okay, yes, I'm on. Excellent. Well, the, I'll explain this very briefly. The reason I like to have it to the side is because I don't, I don't want anything between us. I'm here because I'm with the people. I'm part of you. And I think that kind of, just something in front of you kind of brings a bit of separation. I don't like that. I like to be free. I mean, obviously, Neil likes lots of space to walk up and down anyway. So I don't kind of know, quite know why we've got it, really, because he doesn't need it in the way either. It's only you that uses it, really. So we bought it for your sake. Okay, so um, last week, if you were here, I was talking from uh, Colossians 4, just the very last bit, and I was, trying to, I was trying to sum up kind of a bit of where we were. I got partway through and not really gone where I felt God had got for us yet to go to, so um, I'm here again. So when you say you should be, anybody gets up here kind of a bit afraid coming up at the frontier, perhaps you should be afraid because I'm up here. <laughs> Thanks for that. Great. So last week, we just brief recap. We're looking at the last bit where Paul says to Archippus, finish the work, complete the work, the ministry that you've been given to do. And from there, I took us into... Uh, the great commission that it's for all of us to be involved. All of us are commissioned to go. It wasn't just to the disciples. It didn't say to the initial 11 left after Judas had thrown himself off, killed himself, what he did. Um, it didn't just say to them, that was it for you. Actually, it's for all of us to fulfill that commission, to go and make disciples of all nations. Now, around the world, there's many disciple-making movements around and uh, doing it in lots of different ways, working it out in different ways across the world, and uh, not saying that any model's right or wrong. God just uses it in that context. You know, we contextualize how we work that out. And in the West, this is how we work it out in the West. It's not necessarily perfect, not necessarily always right, but this is kind of how we do it a bit. And we do it by gathering together in big groups like this, community groups, and then what we do individually as well. And it's really important that we... We meet the needs of the people and we contextualize the gospel to the needs of the people around us. We make it accessible to them. We make it easy for them to believe. Because uh, we want people to follow Jesus. But it starts with us, first of all, is being disciples, following Jesus, obeying what he's already said, living that life. And I had a dream last night, and in that dream, I was in a forest, really, well, 
forest wood, whatever it was, kind of saw, and I was stuck in this place. And as I, it was dark, big canopy over, so it was really dark, no sunlight getting through. And as I came out, kind of felt like I'd been under a bush in the forest, and as I came out of that, I saw lots of other people coming out. And together we came out, and as we came out, it's just a whole load of horrible stuff happened as we came out of that and then we came into light and I kind of woke up and thinking, God what was all that about and I felt like God saying particularly perhaps for the church in the west we've been hiding in the woods we've just spent our time hiding in the woods and God's saying I'm creating context in the world that's bringing the church out the woods and actually, as we come out, there's lots of stuff we've got to deal with. This stuff we've just allowed to happen, allowed into our lives. Things that have come up, things that happen, and we just need to get rid of them. And we need to come into the light. And actually, I think we're in a time when God is calling out disciples. Are you truly following Jesus? Are you a true disciple of Jesus? Are you following in his ways? Are you doing what he's called you to do? Are you living the life he's called you to live? And I think it's a challenge, and I'm finding that challenge more and more, that I, I want to live how God wants me to live. I want to live in that way. I want to live in that flow of who he is and what he's done for me, and that that life of him will come through me to others and change and impact their lives. That actually, through my life, I'll make more disciples. See more people saved, added, changed, transformed by the power of the gospel. And that's what God wants for each one of us, because we're together in this. And we're going to look at that. So I want to encourage us. I read this uh, book on leadership I was looking at. It says, simply put, about being a disciple. Simply is that it means that you demonstrate discipleship for, for everyone else by the way that you live and by communi- verbally communicating the gospel. How are you living? Are you living in the dark? Are you living under a bush? Are you living with stuff that you don't need to live with? Stuff in your life that's in the way and gets in the way. Do you know the truth and is the truth setting you free on a daily basis? Does your life reflect that new creation that God's done for you? That What we've talked of right at the beginning of this meeting about being clothed in that cloak of righteousness. That purity, that holiness that only comes from Him. It's not ours. We can't create that ourselves. We can't do that for ourselves. It's only what He puts on us. Are we living in the good of that? Are we in the freshness of that? And are we doing what we're called to do? And, and, and it's about our character being like Christ. We're called to have a character like Christ, that of Christ. To live like Jesus lived. To live in the way that he lived. And we just do that in the simplest way of who we are, where we are, doing what we do. But you just live that out. And I was thinking about this, thinking, well, how do I work that out? And God took me back and said, well, what did I tell you to do? And I remembered that when I first joined Church in the Pink, and it was a brand new church plant, baby church, and God said to me, I want you to stand with the leader. That's all he said. I want you to stand with him. And that's what I did. I did that for nearly 30 years. I stood with a leader. And sometimes that was good. Sometimes that was bad. And sometimes it was really bad. And sometimes it was really ugly. But I did what God told me to do. And it was almost like 
I kind of never really knew kind of when I got released from that because God didn't tell me to do anything else even though I did lots of stuff in that and it released me and opened up lots of doors for me, lots of opportunity for me. I never kind of felt I'd ever been released that until one day. And I was uh, at Cassie's Festival and I got a prophetic word that said, you've served another man's vision for too long, it's time to follow your own. And I said, oh, I'm free now. I can, I've done what I was called to do and now on to the next phase of life to fulfill what God's got for me. And I want to encourage us that there's things to do because we don't know our little bit, the effect it will have on somebody else's life. Peter's story is the effect that that had on a man's life of just giving him some sandwiches. Tell him a bit about Jesus. Down the line. We get a part to play in somebody's story when we live like this. We get the privilege to impact a life and change a life. And it might only be a very small part of that of somebody's story, maybe a little bit of it, but we get the opportunity to play a part that brings them to Jesus, that points them in the right direction, that sees them get free and made whole. I love to play my part in that. Does that not excite you to get to do that? You don't look very excited this morning. Sorry, I'm kind of, you look a bit, how long is he going to preach for? <laughs> Okay, we have a part to play. Whatever our ministry, gifting, calling, whatever you want to call it, we all have our part to play. We all have something that God's given us to do. And we're to do that in the community of believers. We're to do that as being together. God never intended that we'd be mavericks, doing our own thing, be a superhero, go off and do that all on our own. Actually, God always intended we'd do it together. We're part of a community of believers that works out the kingdom of God, works out this life, this discipleship thing together. Actually, and that's difficult. That's difficult. Because while I stood with the, the leader of this church for all those years, I didn't always agree with him. We had our arguments. We had our disagreements. And uh, we had to work that out. We had to live through that. We had to work out what does that mean for us. There was things that happened that, that, that weren't easy. But actually, we worked it out because we're about the kingdom. We're not about our own ministries. We weren't about doing our thing. It was about we're doing this for the kingdom. We're advancing the kingdom. And that's our heart. And that was our vision to see that happen. And we need one another. And we've all been given our part to play in that. So if we look at Romans chapter 12, we're going to jump in at verse 4. It's going to come on the screen. I'm going to read this from the message version because it's really helpful. Romans chapter 12, verse 4. In this way, we are like various parts of the human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of that body. But a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into these excellently formed and and marvellously functioning parts in Christ's body, let us go ahead and be what we were made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other, or trying to be something we aren't. I think that's pretty clear instruction. 
Be who God's made you to be and play your part. And if my part was just to stand with somebody, then that's what I did. Not being jealous of that ministry or his ministry, what he had to do, what he was given to do, just to stand. Just to be there. That was a part I played. And when you play something faithfully, your part faithfully, it's amazing what God opens up for you. It's amazing the doors God gives you, the opportunities, as you're just faithful in a little, faithful with that instruction, is just stand with someone and you do it. And I want to encourage us that there's the simple things, the small things, what might seem insignificant to us, can have a huge impact in somebody's story down the line that we may never know the end to. We may never get to know what happened with that. And I love that sometimes. I, when I've been in India and I've, I've been in those moments in the prophetic and you prophesy over people and you pray for people, stuff happens all over the place and I disappear, I only go for one week a year and then suddenly down the line you hear stories, wow, that's happened. And I just had a small part to play in it. But wow, what God's done with that person since. How God's done this, how God's done that. It's just amazing. For my short one week in India, and I'm looking forward to the next. And we're to work together as this body, knitted together, playing our part. And that's why it's great working in an eldership team. We each bring our different things to that team that makes it work. We're each different, very different, in fact. Frustratingly different sometimes. <laughs> Another amen, Neil. Come on. <laughs> I know it's working with I know it's working there. I know it's really hard. <laughs> but actually we need one another. These guys may not want to admit it, they need me. <laughs> I need them. You know, I have some crazy ideas. I'm going to get it one day. There is a day coming. There will be fire. It's coming. But actually, we need one another, don't we? Because actually, I need them and they need us. And actually, to make the kingdom work in this area, to see his kingdom advance, we need one another to do it. We can't do it on our own. We can't see what God's promised us for the peaks happen if we're not together, knitted together in the body of Christ, serving one another, doing it, working it out in the community of believers. What God's given us to do, and that's what we're called to do. So Paul goes on. If we carry on, if you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Now that can be hard to do. Try leading the church. It's hard to keep a smile on your face all the time. You know, but actually, 
There's a heart issue here. It's about our heart's attitude to him who's called us, to him who's gifted us. You see, the thing is that when God gives gifts, he doesn't take them away. And the gifts are without repentance then. So down the line, God may have given us gifts, but if we then misuse that, or we become, our character gets flawed in some way, and we get it wrong, actually we can become some of what uh, Paul was writing about, how we can become controlling. We can become um, irritated with people and cross with people all the time. I, I had one guy in India who I've had, spoke with in detail, with, and, and it was great when I went out, he showered such love on me, such gifts and everything, brilliant. But when I went to the church and saw him in the church, he just got cross with people. So I addressed it. I said, come on, what's going on here? Why are you cross with everybody? Why are you getting cross with your church? And we dealt with that and talked that through and prayed that through with him. Things are in a lot better place now. But we've got to be careful. Have to be careful because people are watching. And they're looking for us. And if we're going to express the kingdom, is a kingdom an irritated kingdom? Is it a frustrated kingdom? Is it one where control's exercised? No. It's of love. As we heard earlier, you know, it's about love. Everything is about love, expressing the love of the Father to a fallen world. Time's really going fast. I might have to get another preaching. Is that all right, guys? No, I said four, didn't I, this morning? I said four, so I've got another two to go. <clears throat> in his grace, so I'm going to read this, Romans 6 to 8, New Living Translation now. Sorry, just if you're switching between translations in your, on your app. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is to serve others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is to give, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now my wife works in a school. And when, they go in, when the kids go into their exams, they lavish them with lots of stuff. So they give them study guides, water. They do a breakfast for them every morning. They get breakfast, so they've got lots of energy, you know, all that energy foods they do and everything to kind of do well and get them in there. But it's what they say to them is, they don't say good luck when they're going to exam. They say do well. Go into the exam and do well. And actually that's what God wants to say to us is go with what I've given you and do well with it. See, Jesus, when he was baptized, the Father came down, the Holy Spirit sent from heaven on him, and the Father spoke and said, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. God wants us to do well. He's equipped us to do well. He's given us everything we need to do well. So we can go and do well with what God's given us. Now, we may make mistakes sometimes. We may get it wrong. We know we're not perfect. But if our heart attitude and our desire to go with what God given is to go and do well, God's with us. And God will do well too. That's the good news, is that when we go, God goes with us. And when we do well, he's doing well and he's championing us on. He's saying, come on, my son, my daughter. Let's do well together. Let's have some fun. Let's bring the kingdom in. Let's, let's see what anything could happen. 
potential is anything could happen here. God wants us to do well. God has not set the bar so high we can't attain it. He's given his example how to live, and it does seem quite a high bar, doesn't it? Look at the life of Jesus. That seems quite a high bar. But actually, he's given us the Holy Spirit. So it's not us, it's him. Him in us. Jesus in us is sufficient for everything he's given us and called us to. So the bar's not set that high for us. He set it high for himself because he knows it's only by the Holy Spirit it will ever happen anyway. Out of our own strength, out of our own will, our own desire, no matter how wonderfully gifted we are, unless God does it, it's in vain. So let God be the one as we do this together. Time's running out. Finally. Now this is not final, final. This is just finally. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Reading Romans 12, 9 and 10. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on to dear life for good. Be good friends with love and who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Doesn't all have to be about you. It's about him. It's about him. And we're always going to be second fiddle to him. Because he's the one. He's in charge. He's the one who's got it all together. He's the one that's working it all out. When Jesus chose his 12, it wasn't like there was a ready finished article, was it? You know, some of them were illiterate. You know, he'd got the illiterate ones and he'd got the doctor, the tax collector, the doctor. He got right across the spectrum of society. He called to himself as 12 disciples. Every kind of background. Representative of every part of society probably in their day. Jesus called them. And he didn't choose one above another. He equipped them with the same gift of the Holy Spirit, the same authority, and the same commission to go. He does that with us. Whether you're, you've got a master's degree or not is irrelevant to God. It's your heart. Are you available? Are you willing? Are you ready to go? Uh, we're just going to play a song. It's on screen. It's a song done by Elevation Worship. It's called Available. And I want you to just to listen to this and just respond in your own. You can carry on playing. It's fine. Um, just respond in your own heart to God. And then we, I'm going to come back with some things and pray. Can you say you can have it all? It's all yours, Jesus. If you're in that place, I encourage you to stand because I'm, I'm at that place nowadays. I've just had it. I've had enough of just doing church. I've had enough of just going through the motions sometimes. Two years of lockdowns and whatever else. I just think, God, things have got to change. We can't go on as we are. The church in the West cannot just be hiding away in the woods anymore. It's time. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm standing here and saying, God, I'm available. I'm ready. I want to do this. If you want to stand with me and stand with that, and I invite you to do that.
Come, Lord. Come, Lord. We want to be an available people to you. Lord, we want to be available for what you want to do, what you want to say, where you want us to go, how you want to work and how you want to move, Lord. I want to pray for every one of my brothers and sisters, Lord. As we stand together this morning, Lord, we're saying we choose to make ourselves available to you in this day. We want to get out of the woods. We want to throw off everything that hinders. We want to take up that which you've given us, those gifts, those abilities, those talents, that anointing, all that you've given us, Lord, and we want to do it as you would have us do it. Lord, we want to press ahead, Lord, and Lord, see your kingdom come. Lord, and I pray, let it come in our lives first, in a fresh way, even from this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, let it come in us afresh. Lord, I pray, help us to shake off our Western view of what church really is like. And let us get hold of what kingdom view of church is like. God, I pray, would you come to us in these days, Lord. We want to fulfill the call that's on us in these end time days, God, we want to do what you've called us to do. We want to be what you've called us to be. Lord, we want to see your kingdom come. So come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit right now. I just, for a few people, and you've argued with guys saying, I can't, can't do that. I'm not going that way. Can't do that thing. I just feel like God's saying, yes, you can. He's championing you this morning. Saying you can do that, and I encourage you just to throw off that. Throw that off. I feel there's others, and you've you've lived with lies that just say it's not you, it's not you, it's not you. It's going to be this person. It's always someone else. It's always someone else. God chooses to use. It's always somebody else that sees that, and the enemy's lied to you. Say it'll never be you. And Lord, I just want to break that lie now in Jesus' name. Break the lie of the enemy. Thank you, God. You will use any one of us as we make ourselves available to you. So I just break that line now in Jesus' name. Break it off right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to pray for hearts to be set free this morning in this place. God, I pray right now, set hearts free. Lord, wherever they've been trapped in, lied to, Lord, covered over in the dark, God, I pray, break them free now in Jesus' name by your Holy Spirit. Lord, raise up this church to be the kingdom people you've called us to be in these end time days, God. For your glory, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.